Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Tavern Watch Plays, where we are playing The Wild Beyond the Witchlight, a D&D adventure all steeped in the Feywild. And uh, when last we left our adventurers, they were wandering through the Witchlight Carnival, looking for things they had lost. They had managed to get kicked out of the carnival, found their way back into the carnival, met the carnival's owners, and uh, stolen the monarch crown that is crowns the witchlight monarch at the at the end of the carnival, and uh, they're trying to get some kind of leverage over Mister Witch and Mister Light, the carnival's owners, to find out what's going on, why people and things are going missing around the carnival. Um. So now I'm gonna let our players introduce themselves. Let us start with Anna. I'm Anna Oshenko, and I play Moss. She's a human ranger. She has lost. All sense of her memory. Ah, uh, and Joe. Hi, I'm Joe Perez. I'll be playing Alistair Hoppleton, uh, a Haragon samurai who doesn't know how to be happy anymore. Oh, that's a, it's a shame. And uh, Andrew? I'm Andrew Powers. I play True Shot, a Dampier fighter who lost the ability to come to logical conclusion. And Matt? Howdy, uh, I'm playing Millicent Hoppleton, a Haragon bard who does not feel shame, but does not think that's a problem. Because you should only feel shame if you've done something wrong, and I've never done anything wrong. Hmm. And Mitch. Hello, I am playing Kettlesteam, a uh, quote-unquote guest character who uh, is here to help our myriad band of adventurers get to where they need to go. The guest character who's been here for four sessions. (laughs) No, only only three. We've had four episodes. Uh, Mitch has been in three of Think. Oh gosh, I time is weird. Uh, Just pointing out this radiant leaving. Uh, yeah. Well, hmm. um, Kettle Steam is, is a is a Kenku, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yes, we've kind of ta- uh, typecast Mitch into playing these sort of chaotic Kenku characters. <laughs> I I don't know how that happened. It's a it's a mystery. Um. So, because it's been a while since we played, I'm going to kind of recap for y'all the information you know about what's going on in the Witchlight Carnival, because 
I mean, I'm sure everyone remembers perfectly, but I'll, I'll recap it anyway for the audience, just in case. Um, people again? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, as you know, everyone came here because they lost something. They want to find it again, and they found out that a lot of things have gone missing. Carnival people? Uh, and just things have gone missing. They found out about a uh, a cub that has vanished in the past few months, and a lot of the carnival staff are concerned. There's just kind of a little bit of an air of malaise and, uh, amongst the carnival staff. And uh, even though everyone's trying to be cheery, the Witchlight Carnival is a beautiful, exciting place. There's there's some concern in the air that Mr. Witch and Mr. Light are hiding something there may be something behind all of this. Uh, at the end of the last session, uh, all of y'all talked to Mr. Witch and Light, and they admitted nothing. But after you left, you were approached by Burley, a bugbear who kind of does security around the carnival. He suggested that his bosses know more than they're letting on, and he thinks that maybe y'all can do something about it if y'all had leverage on Mr. Witch and Mr. Light to tell you what's going on. Uh, so Moss managed to steal the Witchlight Crown, which that might provide you some leverage. And Burley suggested you try to steal Mr. Witch's Witchlight Watch, which is a very important thing that the carnival runs on. You also uh, went and rode the carnival horses, which whispered some secrets into your ears, telling you that hags had have been haunting the Witchlight Carnival and stealing things from people, including... Everything you have lost. They gave you the names of these hags in a fae domain called Prismere. And uh, mentioned that the mentioned to Kettlesteam that uh, Prismere was ruled over by Zybilna, an archfey who has become trapped, frozen by these hags. And uh, you, if you want to find what you've lost and you want to free the carnival of this curse where these hags are hunting people, you're going to have to go to Prismere and figure this out. Uh, so when last we left you, uh, you had just gotten off the carousel and you were talking about visiting the swans. There's a gondola ride where gondolas are pulled around the outside of the carnival. Giant swans. But you may you may go what direction you wish. <laughs> does does anyone have Shit. a place they would like to start? I, yeah. I mean, I have my plan ready to go. Uh-huh. Don't we need to find a way to go to these weird places? Um, I believe, uh, I believe you know that there's probably an entry in the halls in the Hall of Mirrors. Like way back in our first session, mm-hmm. you did see someone try and enter a mirror. Someone, someone mm-hmm. trying to lure someone into one of the mirrors in the Hall of Illusions. So y- y'all believe that there's an entrance somewhere in the carnival that there's a connection, and that's the information you hope to get from Mr. Witch or Mr. Light to some way into this domain and confront these hags. Yeah, I thought we we talked about like trying to stage some sort of heist where like Puppy was going to jump on one of the carnival owners and someone was going to try to nick the watch and then we, we were going to go back. Or did we do that already? No, we, we're going to make a distraction uh, okay. and, and try to steal the watch during the patrol. Okay. So they do because they do yeah, that walk oh, around. They do the walk around before the monarch yeah. ceremony, right? Yeah. I recall Kettle Steam wanting to chaos some swans. Um. I, yes, but y'all, y'all are free to do as you wish. You had um talked to. I'm forgetting the mime's name completely. You talked to the mime, 
and uh, asked him to kind of be away from the Hall of Illusions when Mr. Witch makes his rounds of the carnival towards the end of the night, so that maybe you could sneak up and steal the watch. Candlefoot? Yeah, Candlefoot, yes. Candlefoot the mime, who has lost his voice, which is something I don't think any of you have figured out or really tried to remedy, but there you go. Well, we're assuming that, I I think we all made the assumption that uh, one of the hags took it. Whether that's accurate or not is a whole other story, but I think mm-hmm. we we collectively have kind of like leaned that way. But and what do you base that on? What did we base that on? That everybody seems to be I, losing something. Oh, my character can't. Yeah, follow that uh-huh. train of thought. Uh, I didn't realize you were in character. I apologize. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with proceeding with this plan. So I like the plan. I want to ride some swans. Yep, we can yeah, ride swans till a, then. You a, you, Pointedly, you, you don't time. know the plan. You you don't fully know the plan yet. <laughs> I just said I have a plan, and it involves the swans. Okay. So, are you going to the swans? Just uh, give me a direction. We'll go there. I want swans. All right, swans it is. Moss likes the critters. Okay, you head towards the gondola swans. Pull up in my book. You approach, this is kind of on the edge of the carnival. Uh, there's a big sort of ribbon of a river that sort of winds around the outside of the carnival, and there's connected to a big lake where you saw Palasha singing earlier. But there's also a dock that leads out into the water, and enormous swans glide through the water here, pulling ornate wooden gondolas draped in flowers. The swans disappear into banks of silver mist as they wind their way down the river. And you see, as you approach, you see this jetty extending ahead of you, at the end of which a waiting swan preens its feathers. So, if uh, if we're all set to get this plan in motion... Oh boy. <laughs> I, uh, I believe we should take as many swans as possible. <laughs> Uh, okay, there are two. There are kind of two swans swimming up there by the dock. One is sitting right at the dock. We said we could get them. I will take the lead in the, on the first swan. We'd like to split up. There are any? How, how many people can fit in, or how many can we do minimum each? Um. Yeah, probably six would fit in each. Probably. I mean, you could probably all fit in one swan. But, I understand like, that's like not maximize. the intention. Can, um, like, will they let you do just one person each, or will they be like, "What's wrong with you"? <laughs> um, are you are you asking this? Uh, yes. Um, are you asking? Are you asking me? Is is there a swan? Uh, uh, I don't know. Do well, all the swan it's, stuff. It's, is there it's a just... swan pope? <laughs> yeah. That, is there a swan pope? There, there is a swan at the end of the dock, and there are a huge of hats. Just biggest it's... hat you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, That's our swan. <laughs> uh, it is just a swan. There are a couple more you can see swimming out, like waiting for someone to to be picked up. So, well, are are you approaching the swan? I will approach the swan, hop on, and be like, if anyone would like to follow me, which I suggest you do, grab a swan and let's go. I grab a hey, swan. Um, do we have to wait for them? It sounded like there were only two on the bank. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, uh, we can split y'all into like maybe three groups. Let's see. One, two, All right, I'll get on four, swan five. My brother. Uh, two, two or three. What do y'all want to do? Yeah, let's aim for three. Three, swan. three. This plan requires three. All right. 
Oh God. Okay, you get you get three swans. Who who is in which swan? How are you partnering up? Alistair and um, I will be in one swan because we're related. So Moss and True Shot, and I'm bringing Puppy with me because I don't trust whatever Kettle Steam's gonna do. And I will lead the charge on the Pope Swan. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, okay. These the, majestic swans will be ready for many a year. They they are massive swans. Uh, in the book, it's the size of a giant eagle. So they're very large and uh, car- uh, pulling these very ornate uh, gondolas. And they start off at a slow pace around the river. I'm just going to be enjoying the ride until we get roughly close to the behind the Hall of Illusions. Okay, that's kind of the yeah. That'll be that'll be a few minutes before you before you get there. Um, yes, the this calm one thing. Yeah, the calm before the chaos. Uh, so yes, the swan is kind of quiet and uh, pulls you along, kind of at a, a very steady pace. And eventually, does anyone want to do anything during this portion? Are we all just sitting quietly and politely, yeah. keeping our hands and arms and feet inside the vehicle? Mostly, Alistair has no clue what the plan is, so he's just kind of watching and waiting. <laughs> I think literally no one except Kettle Steam knows who the, what the plan is. Not even me. Bold of you to assume that Kettlestein knows what he's doing. Um, well, She's doing, sorry, you're she, right? Correct. Uh, so yes, eventually you do wind your way over behind the Hall of Illusions. It's pretty quiet back here on the river. Most of the commotion is inside the carnival, and this is all along the outer edges. Uh, I would like to cast Illusion to make it look like there is a blockade, and the swans must uh, go around it by getting on land. I'm the carnival. <laughs> um, hmm, okay. Um, the lead swan kind of ruffles her feathers. Um, this is very unusual. We've never seen anything like this. And they kind of all, uh, you know, there's kind of all bunched up, kind of like a bumper car of swans. Um, I do have speak with animals this? if it will, if it will help corral Oh, them. no, they, they, they speak common. So, oh. uh, yes. And they, they do talk. Um, so they kind of look at each other and, um, say, well, huh, I've never seen this before. I've never seen a, hmm. And, uh, we really should. I suppose the ride needs to stop early. Uh, why don't we, why don't we just let you off here and we'll try and figure this out. Maybe you can come back and do another ride later. And so they, they all kind of come up towards the shore, getting the gondolas kind of right along the edge of the river. Um, do they, do they actually get, like, on the land, or are they just dropping us off? Uh, I was kind of think dropping you off, because they are pulling, they are attached to these gondolas. Yeah, they're pulling boats behind them. Yeah, they're pulling little boats. Oh, we're not riding the actual swans? You're not riding the actual swans. She did mention the gondolas. <laughs> it's, I know. It's gondola oh, swans. <laughs> did we have, did, did we have a plan in mind that involved riding rampaging swans through the carnival? Not riding them. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Just making them go rampaging through the carnival. Hmm. But we can, because of the blockade, suggest detaching the boats. Yeah, wouldn't it? I, I would like to suggest to um, suggest to the swans, wouldn't it make more sense to, you know, take a slight break? And would you like to join us for some food over here? Find this tent? <laughs> oh, we really, we really should figure this out first. Um... Why don't you make a persuasion check? Cool. Which one? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, just, just give me a 
Do you want to roll a dice, or I can roll it for you? Um, if you actually, I don't have my dice in front of me right now. I can okay. grab them in between this, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I just rolled a nineteen. So plus five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you actually have plus five, but a nineteen by itself would be good enough. It says uh, skills persuasion plus five. Oh well, there you, you do have persuasion. Okay, you are very persuasive. Um, the, the swans kind of look at each other, you know, back and forth. They sort of do a little sort of swan, squan, like, honk. I think squans sort of do a honking noise at each other as sort of back and forth, back and forth. And the, the lead swan sort of ruffles her wings a little, maybe kind of in a scent, perhaps. And, uh, comes up to the, uh, right up against the bank. And they sort of, you know, use their beaks to detach the gondolas and come up on, uh, uh, waddle up onto the bank. And I do suppose we could use a break. It has been a long day. Everyone, you know, just going back and forth amongst themselves. Everyone wants to ride gondolas and just, ah, uh, tourists throwing things into the river. One people, never take, gotta... people never stop to just relax and, and take in the carnival view, you know? One one child, one unruly child, put a candy apple in my feathers. It took it took hours to get all of the sticky karma off. Oh, I'm so sorry, Ma says, and she gives the swan a little pat on the head. Mm. And the swan just sort of, you know, sort of ends pleasantly. Um, okay, what are we doing? Well, now I feel bad for the swans. <laughs> so. Congratulations, you broke Mitch's plans both compassion and humanity. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's... Well, I mean, Kettlestein made a point that he doesn't harm things. Like, he just causes chaos. So, mm. um... Yeah, and they are, like, sentient, intelligent creatures. Do you just... I mean, maybe just ask them for help. Uh, that's, that's where I'm going. Um, alright. Before you so, do that, can I ask them a little more about what is getting thrown in the water? That seemed like, perhaps, a thread to... Yeah, at this uh, point, let's just sit down and chill with swans. Yeah, I like swans. <laughs> Birds are cool. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of trying to bond with the one swan who said a kid put candy apples in its mm-hmm. feathers, which is deeply rude. Um, so Moss is chilling, bonding with the, the swan, and she asks them, are they throwing anything else unusual in the water? Is that <sighs> common? Trash, just the things, papers they've picked up, wrappers. Food sometimes that they don't want or they've finished most of. It's very disgusting. Sometimes, oh, sometimes those human children, they have such grimy hands and they want to touch everything. And she she goes on like that for a while. But you don't get anything kind of really weird going on. But a check. Would, would, you, would you lovely individuals say that the carnival has been its, its normal self lately? Uh, make another persuasion check for me. I didn't actually get the dice. That was sooner oh, than I thought. Oh, you're right. Oh, dang. I Wow, I'm doing doing real bad here. Okay. Um, They sort of look back and forth between ourselves. Um, well, there has been a bit of a mood. Um, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light have been kind of cagey lately. Um, one of them, the one who had gotten the candy apple in its wings, uh, uh talks about, um, let's see. Well, Burley has been very upset. I mean, I talk to him at night sometimes. He is just wasted guarding those wagons. Very intelligent. Uh, and he misses his brother tremendously. No one knows what happened to Hurley, but everyone knows he never really fit in. Sorry, is, are these names we recognize? 
Or at least um, they, Burley, the party might. Burley is the guard. He's the bugbear guard. Burley's okay, the bugbear guard, yes, in the staff area. And he gave you the idea to steal Mr. Witch's Witchlight Watch. Burley, uh, you do not know. Yeah, about a brother. Funny you should mention Burley. That, that's the one who's here, right? Burley? And not not there with you, but yes, Burley. Burley yeah, and uh, we were actually talking earlier. Um, we also have noticed that the carnival has not been its, its normal self lately. And um, we, too, have something to discuss with Mr. Witch and Mr. Light, which they would not willingly discuss. And so Burley actually suggested we make that happen a little more, um, you know, on our own terms. By which, uh, you know, we kind of took to mean steal a watch. Oh, the the swans sort of glance at each other. There's sort of some ruffling of feathers, kind of excitable, and a little honking back and forth. And the the lead swan, whose her name is actually Featherine. You would you would know that by now. You've been talking to him for a while. Um, says Burley. Well, if Burley suggests this, then it, there must be something to it. I, the watch would. The carnival needs the watch. One of the swans said, "It would be." I'm sure they would do anything to get the watch back. You do mean to give it back, don't you? We don't desire the watch for ourselves. We only want to help the carnival. Hmm. Well, but what, why are you telling... Why tell us this? Well, you see, this meeting of the minds is not actually a coincidence. Um, I had hmm. a plan, but I think perhaps maybe we could work together on more agreeable terms to make that plan happen. And what is this plan of yours? All we need to do is wait for the right moment where Mr. Witch, he's the one with the watch, right? Yes. Where Mr. Witch is patrolling, you know, doing the usual rounds. Hmm. We just need to create a distraction. Um, And I figured several large avian creatures, avian? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're birds. Avian is correct. Cool. Several dinosaurs running around the carnival <laughs> might cause a little chaos. And if if you're on board with it, there will be no harm to you. Just you will likely be sent back to the start of the rides. Everything <laughs> will sort itself out. But in the meantime, we'll have Aaron to watch. I just need you to help create a little chaos. And of course, I will provide a little bit of help there as well. Mm-hmm. And they go back to sort of excitedly honking amongst themselves. Well, we have, we have been stuck on the river for a very long time. They don't, they don't seem to want us to do the, just fade in the axe or wander around the carnival. It's just gondolas this, gondolas that, pulling annoying tourists around. Where's the excitement? The Swan Revolution is coming. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, swans are jerks. Swans are big old jerks in, in real life. Stay away from those guys. They are unkind. Uh, <laughs> for real, avoid swans forever. Uh, so, so yes, you, yeah, they seem, they seem amenable. It would be, it would be interesting to get out of the water for a while, see the carnival, uh, maybe just sort of frighten that, find and frighten that child with that candy apple. They deserve it. They Puppy do gives a bark it. of enthusiastic agreement. <laughs> yes, very, very sensitive. The swan, you know, nods down at Puppy. Well, in that case, sounds like you're on board. 
Yes, we could we could do with a break, an exciting little break. I'm so glad. Um, if you don't mind, I I have a small part to play in this. The show is yours, but I would like to cast an illusion on you, and I assure you it will it will dissipate, and it will it's it's nothing that's going to actually harm your feathers. Is it is it a flattering illusion? <sighs> it's it's an illusion in the sake of chaos. It's nothing overly unflattering. Will it frighten a small child? If you would like, I can <laughs> help make that happen, but my my solution was much more simple. I was simply going to put numbers on each of you as an illusion. Feathering sort of... would of course be number 1. Oh, oh, yeah, she sort of, you know, preens a little bit. Her head sort of sticking up into the air gracefully. The other squans kind of, you know, honk at each other, maybe a little a little exasperated, but they they haven't backed out. In that case, we would have Featherane with one. Do we know the other the other swans' names? Uh no, because I don't actually I did not actually give the other swans names. I had one swan. Ah, well there's Featherine, Featherone, and Featherine. <laughs> we will give no, 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 number. no, 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 no. Third one's feather. <laughs> ah. We will, I, Featherine, you will be number one. Featherone, you will be number two. And Feather, ha, ha, ha. Of course, you will be number four. Who just, you skipped a number there. Exactly. I think that is the point. They'll well, be, uh, hunting for our, we'll They'll keep looking for number three. Yep. Clever. Well, very well, very well. We can do this thing. That sounds acceptable. Excellent. Thank you very much. And I will go ahead and just cast the illusion. And okay, it will look so a little bit like... like someone like painted it. Like it, it'll look like, you know, kind of graffiti vandalism, not like a, you know, <laughs> go-kart number one on the side. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yes, now you have three swans with one, two, and four painted on them. Uh, and... Are we doing this? Are we doing this now? Do you need a distraction immediately? Well, when what I don't do we know what time uh, Mr. Uh, Witch actually shows up around here? Uh, I mean, he starts patrolling about an hour before the monarch is crowned. So you're pro- you're in the you're in the vicinity. Timing works well then. Mr. Witch should be around shortly, which is exactly when we will make our move. If you would like, um perhaps some of us can stay here with the swans and some of us can get in position to flank Mr. Light or Mr. Witch in case, you know, some watch stealing is needed from another angle. Is there anyone who excels particularly in sleight of hand? I thought we determined that Millicent was going to do the lifting of Yeah, I think think she had the highest sleight. I don't think Matt's trying to talk, but is also having difficulty talking. Oh, no, I just moved my thing up, which I did. Um, Plus four on sleight of hand. And plus six on stealth. I also have a plus four, but I think uh, my stealth is a uh, disadvantage. So. My stealth is plus five. Yeah, mine's plus six. Okay, plus you're going to be so... doing illusions and stuff, so you're not going to be able to sneak up on them. You're going to be the big shiny thing that they look at. They're looking at the swans. Yeah, and aren't you going to be mm-hmm. one of the swans? I thought you were. No, no, I just put the numbers on the swans. The swans are just doing their... They're, they're the ones causing all the chaos. Okay, so it sounds like Millicent is going to be doing the watch stealing, sneaking up on Mr. Witch as he uh, walks by. Uh, so Here's the watch is... Yeah. Well, bardic Inspiration. I've never played a bard. Um, mm-hmm. Bardic Inspiration. 
can I give myself bardic inspiration? Yes. Or can I only give it to somebody else? Nope, you can yeah, give it to sure. yourself. Mechanically, you can give it okay. to yourself. All right. That's good to know for when we're doing this. Uh, so, yes, it's a pocket watch on a chain, so you will have to detach it from him somehow. Uh, but, yes, so Millicent is going to be doing the thievery. Kettle steam, what are you going to be doing at this time once you've set the swans loose? Um, I am mostly going to be on hand to make sure this happens properly. Okay. Uh, I'll, and... I'll be kind of watching um, probably from behind the hall, of, like on that side of it, rather than closer to the center of the carnival. Okay, okay. So over behind the Call of Illusions, which is more or less where you are now. Yeah. Um, Alistair, what are you up to? I don't know. What should I be doing? I, I look at the people that are actually, like, in charge of the plan. Yeah, we need orders here. Order's not exactly my thing. I kind of smile. Where would I where would I be of most use in the chaos? What can you do to cause more of it? Do you have any illusions you can cast yourself? Any sparks? Any noises? Anything that will just... How are the... Add a little... How are the tents propped up around here? Um, they... They, um... I mean, they have poles, so they're sort of the kind that have a, a round base held up with poles and like a, a pointy top with kind of a big central pole that comes up for that big pointy top. Do they have any? And there are some. There are some normal kind of wooden booths as well. The tents themselves. Do they have any tensioning rope? Uh yes. Along the outside, there are a couple of ropes, kind of keeping them up. I am my contribution is while all this is going on, is I'm going to go and saw halfway through a bunch of the tensioning ropes. <laughs> so that when ah, people are moving around, friend. when people are moving around very, very quickly, or trying to catch swans, or freaking out because swans are running amok, that those ropes might snap. I love it. I think perhaps the one thing we may need to do to help our friend Millicent over here is make sure that Mr. Witch is not also caught up in the chaos perhaps i mean you know obviously caught up in it is great but not mobile during it if someone could distract or well he recognizes all of us doesn't he i thought puppy was gonna come jump on him uh you did i wasn't gonna do anything i was gonna try to stay out of the way because i also have the crown so i really don't want to get caught yeah (laughs) uh you did also one thing to make sure he doesn't recognize me Uh uh-huh i have to look at at it though I have a wand with prestidigitation. I can change the color of uh, uh, her clothes and no, make Kip uh, look different. I can cast Disguise Self. Ah, in that case, well, wait. Um, yeah. Let me let me slightly backtrack and say you can all give yourself the benefit of a long rest since this is now our fourth session covering a single day. And uh, some people, like uh, a certain bard, have used up all of their spell slots. So, yeah. Uh, Let's say the refreshing atmosphere of the carnival, sitting down in the big top for a while, watching the show. Kind I thought of, the last time we said that one of the things we ate gave us all the effect of a long rest. Was I wrong? If so, I do not recall it. But okay, I might possible. be wrong. Yeah. Let's just everyone, if you have not, give yourself a long rest and consider yourself refreshed and renewed and back to your maximum full strength and oh, ready to... All that candy help back. <laughs> All of those, all of those cupcakes that you ate until you were literally sick. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Uh, True shot. Do remember that you, in winning the cupcake eating contest, have a cupcake that will give you invisibility. I do have that. You do have this cupcake. It gives you advantage on stealth checks. I mean, what's your, what's your stealth at right now? 
being I invisible. I, I do have being a invisible. Five, yeah, but I also have disadvantage because of my armor. Ah. I mean, you could give me the cupcake, but if you'd rather not, I can cast disguise self on myself. Remind me real quick, does Disguise Self only do um, visual appearance and not, uh, like, your voice would still sound the same, right? You can make yourself, including your clothing, armor, weapons, and other belongings in your person, look different until the spell ends and you use your action to dismiss it. Now, it doesn't say anything about voice, so I'm no, assuming it, your voice it stays doesn't, the same. No, it doesn't affect your voice. Cool. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, affect I your voice. I think there's, like, certain, like, rogue things and stuff that will actually change your voice, sir. But, oh, that's what, I mean, that's I'm, what a, I I'm a bard with really high performance, so mm-hmm. I could sound different because I can talk different. I mean, I'd have to roll a check. But yeah, yeah, performance check. Yeah, you can... But for that, that matter, is something you could conceivably do, yes. I don't need to speak to them. I just need to be in the area to to steal the watch. And remind me, uh, Liz, out of character, with yeah. what Mr. Light is doing during all of this? Do we know? Um, You do not know. You just know that Mr. Witch, he's probably getting ready for crowning the monarch. Mr. Light is the one that's showy and handles all kind of the flashy stuff. He uh, hosted the big top extravaganza earlier, so he's probably hosting the uh, the crowning of the monarch at the end of the day. Okay. But you don't, you don't know exactly where he is. You just know that Mr. Witch makes a patrol around the carnival. Okay. I'm considering uh, disguising myself and then using mimicry to become Mr. Light, but I don't know. I, I guess I, I can tell that to the group and, and get their thoughts on that if we need that step. Uh, what would it... I mean, are you just trying to, like, show up and help with the... It, it would be to keep Mr. Witch in place. I, I would act as Mr. Light temporarily, talk, talk to Mr. Witch, and, you know, hey, what's going on? What You know, what is this? And uh, just keep him in place while Millicent steals the watch. I'm going to, I will, I will point out two things. Uh, one, you know, Delagrum goes around, that's the displacer beast who works at Lost and Found, goes around with Mr. Witch and you talk to her um, about yeah. just uh, kind of maybe looking the other way. So you may have some help there. Okay. Also, when you went into Mr. Witch and Mr. Light's uh, caravan to talk to them earlier, they saw through your illusion. Yeah, they oh, were okay. real okay. quick about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's been a minute. I also have that uh, magnet from before. Would that in any way help with the watch? Hmm. I have no recollection of this, but uh, I mean, would do do magnets work on like gold? I don't know magnets. How do they work? They. Yeah. They yeah. It's gold. a mystery. I, know they're on iron, yeah. I don't know if it's just purely gold. If there's other metal in the watch. I I'm going well. Yeah. Roll an intelligence check, and we'll see if you know. That's that's terrible. All right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know tough. it's terrible. <laughs> I got a 10. Uh, uh, that's not, you know, I was giving you a 50-50 chance here, and a 10 is uh right <laughs> in the middle. It's right in the middle of 50-50. <laughs> uh, so I'll say, think maybe like a fancy watch like this probably wouldn't be attracted by a, mag- a magnet. You know, just fancy stuff doesn't, doesn't work like that, right? It's something special and maybe magical. You don't know how. Rich but people you, things, am I right? Rich people things, magnets don't work like that, do they? You you get an impression that probably this will not help. Okay, then I'll just pass the cupcake over to Hippolyta, and I'll have my prestidigitation wand at the ready to, I don't know, cast sparks or something if I need to distract. All right, then I will save the, uh, chain, the spell slot and we'll use it. I'll just eat the cupcake when we're about to go. How long does the cupcake last, do we know? Uh, an hour. Okay, so I will. Except, wait until... um, 
Hang on. If it only works for him, then obviously I won't be using it. Uh, no, let me... I'm just double-checking something about the spell. I believe it only works until you take an action. Like, if you attack something, I just need to see... Um, anything the target is wearing is invisible, as long as it's on the... The spell ends if the target attacks or casts a spell. Okay. So, stealing something is not technically an attack. Stealing something is not technically attack, so uh, you can stay invisible unless you attack or cast something. Okay. Though, though, if you roll a really terrible stealth check, I'm going well, to they say... they still know that I'm there, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you bump into him, that's going to be a problem, but he mm-hmm. won't see. Okay, what are we doing? I'm going to get ready to go for when he... Okay, you know, we're all sort of here. setting up along the road. Alistair is kind of sawing through some ropes to kind of make some chaos. Um, have you sent the swans out yet? Uh, they're, I mean, they're sentient enough to know. Yeah, that he, yeah, it's just... he comes around, they'll just go for it. But, like, I'm, I'm with them. So mm-hmm. I, I, I guess it depends. Do we see Mr. Witch approaching? Um, I'll say you see him, like, well down the road, kind of at the... You can see kind of to the front of the big top if you're out in front of the Hall of Illusions. Uh, I'll say he's coming out from around the big top. Okay, I say give it another minute until he's at the building in between the two. Ah, okay. He continues down down the pathway, a leisurely stroll, kind of uh, examining things, making sure the carnival is running in good order. Uh, Delagrams walking beside him, and occasionally they exchange a few words. A nice, pleasant, leisurely evening stroll. Swans go! (laughs) Uh, The swans burst out and, uh, you know, honking noisily, maybe trying to get a little aggression into those honks, you know. Honk? Uh, Yeah, I don't don't actually know how a a swan honks. Swans are geese with a better costume. That's what they are. (laughs) I'm dead serious. I'm not joking. Geese, yeah. No, they're... Uh, so yes, they they dash out, they flap their wings, uh, carnival guests everywhere kind of shriek and dash out of the way. These are very large swans, very large. And when they they throw out their wings, they're like, they're covering like half of the walkway. They <laughs> put out their wings and there are three of them like running and honking and waving their wings and jumping into the air and just uh, causing a mess. There are like feathers and some of them are like they don't like attack people but occasionally you see them like peck someone. Like they're being picky about who they sort of uh... Mostly children. Mostly Uh, children. It's mostly mostly children. (laughs) Stickier fingers the more picking. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. So, what what are we doing, Mister Mister Witch? Is definitely looking up an alarm and uh, asking. You know, he he looks down at Delagram and exchanges a few words, and uh, Delagram starts pacing ahead of him. Okay, should I make a stealth check to get up to him then? Uh, if you're going up to them to him, make a stealth check with advantage because there are a lot of distractions working in your favor right now. I'm really glad that I rolled with advantage. <laughs> A 20 total. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, that is much better than the one you rolled. Uh, uh, yeah, that would have been that would have been entertaining also, but in a different way. So, yes, you approach Mr. Witch very quietly, very stealthily. He is watching these swans very closely, uh, still walking forward, but slowly. And Delagrim's out in front of him. Okay, what I'm he, actually going to do is let them walk past where I stop. Okay. Like, don't, I don't walk 
to him, I walk to a point and then wait. And okay. as he goes by me, I'm going to use uh, my Bardic Inspiration to give myself advantage. Oh, no, no, he doesn't work with Bardic Inspiration. I will give myself an Inspiration die and add that to my sleight of hand check. Correct. Okay. For, I keep forgetting which one grants advantage. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Well, if they weren't both called Inspiration, you wouldn't have that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be it would be slightly less confusing. But so let me know when you want me to make that check. Go ahead. Yeah, they're walking past right now. That's a twenty three before the Bardic Inspiration. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so, going to say you are you are quick fingered and uh what are what are you doing to grab the watch and get it off its chain? I'm sorry, I was didn't push the button. Uh it's on a chain, right? The chain is attached yes. to something, right? Yes, it's just attached to, you know, a little a little hook on his waistcoat. I'm taking the hook off. Okay, yeah. With a 23, I can say you deftly, deftly unhook it and grab it without without making any sound or movement. It's very, very fast. And then I just wait there since I'm invisible. I just wait for them to keep going. Okay, yes. They keep going. They keep going past you, and the swans have now rampaged on down the road. And uh, uh, Mr. Witch has. Continued going ahead and has stopped to talk to some of the carnival workers. Um, once that, once he stops, I move away. Uh, as Mr. Witch walks by the next tent, it tumbles over to one side as one of the ropes give away. And uh, there is lots of commotion and shouting. There's your exit. Uh, Mr. Witch. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Witch stops at the tent to uh, kind of gesturing with his arms and Do you want talking to someone. Uh, no, since you're invisible, I Invisible with all of these distractions, I do not think you need it. And he has a, he's walked past you by this point. Okay, I will uh, loop around and try and find Alistair. Okay. Yep, yes. I don't think that'll be a problem unless you're hiding, Alistair. Nope. <laughs> Al- Alistair is not very stealthy. This is not, that's not his forte. Okay. He already feels guilty enough about what he did. When I get up to Alistair, I make, a, I make like, I'm like, Psst, I'm over here. Okay. Here. And I hand him the watch. Uh, and then we Ocean's Eleven this, I pocket it, and then uh, I will go and kind of just start walking very casually away from uh, everything that's happening and link back up at whatever predetermined spot we decided we we're going to meet up at. I thought it was still going back to the Hall of Mirrors. So Hall of Mirrors it is. So, is it uh, Hall of Mirrors or Hall of Illusions? I can never Hall remember. of Illusions. Hall of but, Illusions. Uh, it's basically the same thing. There are lots of mirrors inside. Hall of Creepy anyone, Place. Anyone would understand you. Uh, so, yes, I'll say everyone meets up outside of the Hall of Illusions as long as you all want to meet up outside the Hall of Illusions. I, I just remember that being the, the go-to location the plan, that yeah. we were using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yes, what do, you, what do you do once you've all met up? We slow motion high five uh, for a mission well done. <laughs> and now we look to, And now we look to Kettlestein. Uh, we have it. What is now we need to barter. Yes, we do. We have our bargaining chip. Now we, we just two need bargaining to... chips, thanks to Moss. We do. Ah, we do. Safety. This is this is working out <laughs> lovely. Well, I mean, I guess we should go and make our. I mean, demands. Is that what you call it? I, well, what, I've never so actually done this before. Has have things calmed down? What are, like what's happening with the swans? Like I know we obviously pulled this off, but is there still chaos? Um, the swans have have turned the corner, and you don't see you you still hear them in the distance. So you assume there's still chaos, and kind of down at the end of this curve, if you're looking at the map, kind of towards the end, there is a tent that has collapsed. 
and there is there are several carnival hands trying to get it back up and lots of some of the crowd like kind of ooing and awing kind of because it's a strange interesting happening bum, bum, bum. but well, there's certainly still chaos well in that case i i mostly just look to see and make sure that the swans are are still good and having fun um <laughs> and then i suggest we find mr witch and mr light and have another chat Maybe I mean, we, you do. we know that Mr. Light is currently getting ready to do the whole thing. Maybe we should talk to him because they're yeah. not together at the moment. Uh-huh. That's, that's not a terrible idea. Yeah, you do still see Mr. Witch there with carnival hands and Delagro. Yeah, like it would be better to not be like where Mr. Witch could just say, grab them and have every carnival <laughs> hand come at us. You bring up a good point. I mean, I've been kicked out of this place once tonight, so. Yes, <laughs> same day. <laughs> It's a really long day for these people. Uh, well, yeah, the carnival runs from dusk until dawn, so you are you are sneaking up towards dawn at this point. And the witch light monarch is crowned right at dawn before the carnival closes. For so, where where did we meet them? We met them in the back, like can yeah, we get in, back, back, back in the staff area. Yes, you can go up to the staff area. Let's head over there then. I guess sounds good. Okay, so you head over back to the staff area, which is just kind of uh, a little behind the big top. Uh, without, you see Carnival. Hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, without doing like metagaming too much, uh, who do we want to be the face? Do we want it to be Kettlestein or do we want it to be somebody okay. else? That's the question. Good question. Because Kettlestein was very angry and was very aggressive with them. So maybe we should start off on a softer cell before we move up to that. Go for it, Talkie Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I ultimately it. <laughs> can't come with you. Can't come with you guys. So Anna, I love and hate that. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so yeah, um, then when I'm going to let y'all lead this and kind of stay quiet because I figure if things go awry, then that's when I will reveal additional leverage. So I'm mostly going to mm-hmm. okay. stay in the background for this. So yeah, we'll we'll go up to whoever's like in. There must be somebody outside, Mister Witch's. Ah uh, yes, if you go up to the um parno the the, bleh, the backstage area, you see uh Burley is kind of out front of this big uh, kind of wall of thorns that surrounds the staff area. I'll walk right up to him. Uh that thing we discussed earlier has are, been are, are you still invisible? <laughs> oh no, it's I, I figured by now it would be worn <laughs> okay. off. Okay. I mean it jumps. Holy crap. Ah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I, mean, I, I thought I I thought I would check because that is going to change his reaction. No, no, it's, that's a fair point. I figured oh, I would have ghosts. it off when we got that together. <laughs> the carnival is haunted. I mean, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be too weird at this point. Um. Okay. Yes, Burley. Burley, you have his attention. Did you get it? We have what we discussed. Hmm. If you could let us in. We need to speak to Mister Light while there's still time. Yes, you may indeed want to speak to Mister Light. Uh, yes, come, come, come back. Um, and he escorts you back into the staff area. There is a little bit of commotion back here. There's some excitement. It looks like there are some carnival workers, like, digging through crates, going through wagons. Uh, there's, there's a bit of excitement. Um, can uh, I, Burley- I make a, either a perception insight check to determine why they're doing that? Do they look like they're looking for something? They look like they definitely look like they're looking for something. I'll tell you that much without any kind of roll. You want to know okay. more? Give me a roll. Well, you want perception I, or insight? A, I, I will say <laughs> your choice. Okay, I'll go with perception because it's slightly 14. 
Uh, you think uh, they're heading towards the crowning of the Witchlight Monarch and they don't have the crown? Yeah. It seems pretty likely that they'd want to find that. Yes. Okay. So we're following Burley up to wherever Mr. Witch is. Mr. Light, um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so he goes up to the yeah the biggest wagon out here. There is a clown standing outside looking oh, is it that agitated. The one, the one we had before? Yeah. No. Yes, this is Thacko the Clown. Oh, Thacko, he made you some, that's right. Thacko the yeah, Clown. He made you some balloon animals. He has a very happy, smiling clown face, but he is frowning. Once you get closer, you can see he is scowling. Uh, and he's, like, pacing around in front of the wagon, agitated. He has a bubble pipe that he's, like, puffing on with, like, colorful bubbles coming up out of it. And when, when Burly approaches, he glares at Burly. Looks kind of weird with his happy clown face. Uh, these these people need to go in and talk to Mr. Light. And Thacko says, Mr. Light is busy right now. Burley says, I, I think he, he may want to talk to them. I think it's important. Um, and at that, Mr. Light kind of pokes his, do- his head out the door and says, what's going on? Have you, have you found it yet? Have you? And uh, he stares at the group of you. kind of. I, I look directly at him and I just mm-hmm. crack a smile. <sighs> I think you'd like to speak to us. Very well, if you have something to say. We do. Come along. Come inside. All right. We go inside, I guess, unless somebody doesn't want to. Oh, yeah, no, what are what are we doing? I go in. I will step in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I figure we all uh, go in. The inside of the of the wagon from compared to when you were in it before looks like it has been turned upside down. Drawers are empty. Uh, covers have been pulled off beds. Cushions are pulled off chairs. It's just, it's chaos in here. All right. And I say, oh, I didn't notice that a tornado came through here. <sighs> he actually Something means is- that. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a joke or a mockery. He literally thinks that because he lost the ability to make rational decisions when we were children. Uh, uh, he is certainly, certainly an interesting one, you. I'm going to cut kind of to the chase here because I'm sure you're a busy man and you're very concerned. Uh, Alistair, could you show him? I hold out the pocket watch. What have you done? I'm- We're going to force your hand. You can either get that watch back and yes. tell us what's actually happening here, or we can hold on to it, and then you won't be able to do the things you need to do. It only seems fitting we lost because of you that you lose because of us. Uh, he straightened up, kind of looking at you all. He is... But definitely taller than anyone in this group. Oh yeah, I'm a bunny. Uh, yeah, you're you're <laughs> not not a big person. Um, but he's he's taller than your average human as well. Mm-hmm. He's very tall and lithe, and he sort of looks down at you. There's very little I can tell you. Then find okay. a way. But you're going to have to tell us about the hags and the realm that they're from, and the deal that you made. We already know most of this. You're just going to have to give us the rest of it. How do we break it? How do we get things back? You must know something, because you made the deal with them. And believe me, no, my brother would no love deal. to keep that thing. No, no deal was made. Okay. They live here, and they do what they choose. You're telling me you just don't, you didn't have anything to do with that? Then Them going, coming forth and doing what they like? You didn't, you can't, anything? You can't. You can't simply bargain with a hag. Have you ever sat down with a hag for tea, had a lovely conversation? No. They uh, come in and they ramp rampant and do as they will. Don't you have one as your fortune teller? So yes, we have. No, actually. Wait, what? 
Yeah, they they do not have any hags working. I thought there. the fortune teller was a, a witch. Yeah, but not a hag. Uh, there's there's not a fortune teller, but um, oh, I might be missing. Never mind. I take I rewind. <laughs> You're thinking of Strahd. That was body experience. Yeah, I'm thinking of Strahd. No, you you are 100 percent correct. Thank you. Uh, yes, all of these all of these things get tangled in our in our head, especially when we only play once every well, eight weeks. Not only that, is- I literally spent like three hours today talking about to somebody about all of the campaign <laughs> books and which ones they should buy. So yes, things are a little jumbled. Um, um so yeah. Yeah, no hags actually work in the carnival. Okay, that's that's as may be. I accept that you didn't make a deal with the strangers that seems, but this, there's no time for this. You're, you're being cagey with us and it will get I, you nowhere. Just tell us can, everything you can tell me now. Just start can, talking. We can help you get to where you need to go. It sounds like we know very little than you do. Okay, you know about the hags. You know about the strange realm of hither, thither and yon. You know about all that. That is all the domain of Prismere. The hags have simply carved it up for themselves. Yeah. That Prismere is why this one is so upset with you, by the way. I, I make kind of like just a gnashing sound, like, like, <laughs> uh, he like just sort of hearing Prismere talked about like this. He frowns down at you, just his kind of lips in a tight line. If you can open Pris- the way for us to get there, then please do. Prismere is the home of our patron, or it was. We know nothing of what has happened to her. Simply that she has not been here for some time. The hags have. Who is your patron? Vilna. Yeah, y'all actually know about it. It's like, yeah, but I want. Uh, I, I, I interject there and I go, Sibilna. Because that's my patron. Yes. She runs this realm. Or did. I don't know. I'm clenching and unclenching my little rabbit fists at this point. Why, why haven't you done anything to change or fix it? Or you, seek you help? You think we have. You think we have more power than we do? When we do not have the power to stop a hag, much less several of them. Then why not offer us the information earlier so our power could have been yours? Every moment you waste not doing anything, Zabilna, is not in power. You also think you travel. Like there is no point to us upbraiding him. It does not matter if we approve of what they've done at this point. What matters is what we do going forward. My sister is right. I apologize. I'm going to actually, at this point, Moss, I'd like you to show him the second piece of leverage we have. I step forward and somehow on my person have obscured the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, It's in a big hat box. Yes, I produce the hat box and say, I believe this is what you're looking for. Oh, so stop. Of course. There's no point there's no point to us arguing with each other. I can take you where you then, then please do so. But also tell us everything you do know about the hags. Whatever however small it is, however pointless you think it is, however you already think we know it, tell us anyway. So that we have as much as possible because They are this hags. Is when, yeah. They are yeah. hags. You know what a hag is, yes. Vaguely. Like evil witch monster type things. That's that's very all I know. Very powerful. Very old witches. They have they are dangerous. You do not cross one if you have any sense. You get out of the way. Uh, they uh, took they appeared some time ago, and at the same time we stopped having any communication with Zybilna. We have tried to avoid 
crossing with them, but you cannot entirely. They do as they will. The carnival is connected to Prismere, and Prismere is connected to it. They come, the, the hag's minions will come and sneak in and steal from anyone who does not come with a ticket. Why do they care about that? Sorry, who does not come with a what? You cut out. A yeah. ticket. Ticket. That may no longer be true either. We saw what I think was a minion with attempting to grab somebody who did have a ticket. Hmm. Then they overreach. Perhaps they know if they overreach, there's still nothing we can do to stop them. We can. We will. Yeah, you think you think very highly of yourself, little one. He hasn't got a choice. Because Correct. we were originally stolen from by these things. It's like we told you before. You said you well, could get I, us to them. I can. I can send you, I can show you the path to Prismere. Why don't you do that? And then we will give you back your items. And if we succeed, you'll be the better for it. And if we fail, you'll be no worse than you were. Hmm. And perhaps I'll be rid of you, at least. Well, you almost certainly will be rid of us one way or the other. Hmm. He looks at a clock that's sitting on the table, uh, tossed aside like everything else in the room. Um, you will have to wait. After, after the monarch is crowned, just a few, it should be just about 10, 15 minutes when we're supposed to go on. Wait for that and we will show you the way to Prismere. How we're going to keep the watch the then. No, we can let them have you the can, crown for you that. You can hold on to the watch if you wish, but we need the crown. I'll nod in agreement. Hmm. Moss, Moss, you're the one that got it, so ultimately if you decide you don't want to do this, this is your move. Why does the crowning need to occur? So that nobody knows that anything is wrong, and so that the witches don't know that anything is wrong or changed. That would be my guess. Keeping the carnival running is what matters to me. Keeping it running as well as we can in the circumstances. Fair enough. Moss Moss goes up and offers the the hat box and says a gesture of good faith and then puppy he, growls at her heels <laughs> and says please do not abuse it uh he picks up the he takes the box with both hands and you know bows his head kind of respectfully you have my word that once this is through i will show you the way to prismere i must warn you the portal is one way you will have to find your own way back into this or whatever realm you wish to venture so be it very well very well i must finish my preparations if you yep Uh, like do they are are they also not allowed to actually travel to prismere like me because uh is the patron or is that a specific thing to me that is a specific thing to you because part of your part of your pact with zabilna is basically no you can't enter the realm of prismere Okay, but that's not like a thing Zavilna just makes with, mo- like, to be a patron. No. It's not like, okay. No. And, and just being a patron of the carnival is different than being a warlock patron, which I, yeah, yeah, is yeah, actually yeah. confusing because they have the same name. Um, <laughs> inspiration! <laughs> <laughs> which inspiration? I don't know! Um, so yes, that is specific to you and anyone else who serves Zabilna, so you can't go visit her at home and have tea and cookies or anything. Wait, but didn't they say Zabilna was their patron? Yeah, but it, the patron yes. of the carnival. But not, not- the patron. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. The not patron of the carnival, patron. not yeah, yeah. Totally she's the one that thing, she's yeah. the one that they made the deal with to grant them the thing to do the thing that they Yeah, do. no, I, yeah, I was yeah, getting yeah. confused with like carnival patrons. Yeah. Um, 
it's like a supporter, sponsor of the carnival kind of thing. She's on their Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, top she is the biggest top tier on their Patreon page. It's like carnival yes, made possible by. <laughs> Uh, by Fay Magic, yes. Um, so does anyone have anything else to say or do while you're here with Mr. Light? I, actually, I think we just confirm we should make yeah. sure we know where we're meeting him afterwards, too. Yeah, where do, you, uh, do you want us to be at the crowning? Where do you want it, to do this? If you wish to be at the crowning, you may, but come back and meet me back here after it is done. All right. I actually have one other question for you. Hmm. Do you know how they take what they take from they have minions who sneak into the carnival from the hall. Specifically, though, do you know how the minions do it? Do you know the mecha- the mechanism of it? Anything you can, can tell us about it? It is magic of some kind, and whatever spoils they take, they return to Prismere with them. But I don't know the magic. Okay, that was my question. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you leave them as they were, if you walk away, then Mister Wit- Mister Light. Yeah, I'm never by it's the time hard to I. Do. <laughs> yeah, by the time I get this straight, we're going to be completely done with the adventure. Um, <laughs> uh, so yes, once you once you turn once you turn away and go out, Mister Light is just back into frenzied preparation now that he has the crown. Very uh, Thacko, good move on the crown taking. By the True way, Shot's going to ask. Wait, weren't we going <laughs> to stuff the ballot box or however they decide to get uh, <laughs> Alistair as the one that we, the crown? We, we don't need to do that anymore. Oh, and. I mean, I mean we can. We no. <laughs> hold on. Hold, we can oh, I should have made that a condition. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Should have brought that up. Man. Uh, no. My bad. My bad. I'll actually no. head back. <laughs> uh, I, I will too. Yeah, I'm going back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Are you really? Yeah. I'm, I'm coming too. Okay. Thacko just glares at you and has his. Arms crossed uh, over his chest. You know, he's in this flamboyantly striped clown outfit, just glaring. I have one more question. If you could just knock on the door. He doesn't even have to come out. He's busy. Yes, we know. But we have the watch that allows this entire carnival to happen. So we think he'd like to speak to us. Just, Just one question. He is just giving you this death glare and like takes a step backwards and knocks with the back of his uh, with the back of his knuckles without turning away from you. And uh, inside the inside the uh, the the wagon, there's a what? And the door flies open and like Thacko on the back of the head. And there's a very comic uh, shouting and falling forward. And I'll help Thacko up. <sighs> he sort of growls at you and pulls away the second he can. Okay. He retrieves his bubble pipe from the ground and just glares death at every one of you. I was just wondering, how is the uh, the the, winter, the carnival king or whatever you call it? How is that person crowned? Like, what? How do you decide? It is it is decided. It is decided. The person who has uh, the magic of the carnival decides, basically. Um, so there's no way to for, to choose anybody. It's just down to the magic of the carnival. Yes, it is whoever has brought the most happiness or joy or helpfulness or anything the of that nature. It's, hmm. All right, uh, okay. I'm going to gesture it's- towards Alistair and say, and does this not represent the most happiness? No. Mm. <laughs> uh, Considering the carnival has me- taken his birth, I wouldn't. what better way than to show you wish to restore it? <laughs> but he, he can't, so it's fine. The, 
I, I admit I have no control over this. It is decided for us each night the carnival runs. Yeah, I, that's fine. I just wanted to know. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a, sorry for interrupting you. Uh, I'm also sorry you got hit in the head. That wasn't <laughs> anything I thought was going to happen. <laughs> Darth Thacko is just not speaking. Oh, I, I understand. He's he's leaning against the side of the side of the wagon, arms crossed, puffing furiously on his pipe. I mean, if I was useless and complicated, I'd be glaring too. <laughs> I am useless and complicated, and I absolutely don't. Glaring is not what I do. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Since I'm going to basically just think really hard to the carnival um, that my brother is trying his his best to help literally everybody here. And you should make him the carnival, the the, the king. You should no. crown my brother. I am thinking that. I'm not telling you I'm thinking it. No. <laughs> okay. Um, going out of character for everyone, I actually, I have, depend based on how everyone has interacted with different characters, I actually have laid out some points for who may or may not be the Witchlight Monarch. But Ooh. I want, I would like all of you to also vote on the person you think has been, has brought happiness to the carnival in whatever way have they made people laugh have they helped people have they made the carnival a more pleasant place who would you vote for to win this crown if any one of you i mean in all sincerity i would vote mm -hmm. for alistair not just because i know it would make him uncomfortable <laughs> but because he is actually trying to help everyone much more so than i am so yes, yeah. Hippolyta, Hippolyta secretly believes her brother is the best person in the world. She <laughs> she doesn't say this or admit it ever, but it is the truth. She thinks her, that Alistair is the best person, the noblest, the most self-sacrificing, the most deserving of praise. So yeah, she she means it. This is sincere. Okay, um, Alistair, who would you who would you think? True shot, one hundred percent true shot. He has been <laughs> nothing but positive the entire time. Well, okay, let's go down to Moss. Who do you think has brought the most joy to the carnival today? So Moss does not like people and doesn't mm -hmm. really like engaging with anyone else, but she has definitely appreciated and noticed that Alistair not only has been wanting to help everyone who works at the carnival, but actually really believes in getting back whatever we've lost. And mm -hmm. she's actually a little conflicted about remembering her childhood. Um, mm -hmm. But she... She dislikes him less than she dislikes the rest of the group. <laughs> oh, well, that's a very positive note. And wow. what about you, Kettle Steam, our, our little ball of chaos? What do you think? I vote for Federine. <laughs> yes, it does not have to be anyone in this group. 100% Featherine. There were so many people that saw that swan and were like, ooh, ah, and that swan just, she really needs it. Like, <laughs> I mean, we joked about the Pope hat, but. Give that swan a crown. Okay, okay. I've, I have I have tallied your votes. <laughs> we haven't gotten True Shot's opinion yet. Oh, did I? True Shot, I'm sorry. True <laughs> Shot, what do you think? Oh, man. Well, I think, it's... ironically, Alistair is funnier. I think Moss is the one who enjoyed the carnival rides the most, from the swans to the dragonflies to the snails. So, my vote's for Moss. No love for Kettle Steam, huh? Oh, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you got us thrown out, man. <laughs> Technically, we got ourselves thrown out. I, I, I will argue that. We should that. Re rehash this before we. Uh, yeah, no, we're we're not we're not going back there. No more rehashing. They they were thrown out of the carnival. No one is at fault. Everyone is at fault. All at the same time. 
Uh, okay, so you're back. Uh, Burley comes and approaches you when you get out of the sta- when you start heading out of the staff area. Uh, so what's happening? Have you? We've made a bargain you... where they're going to send us to where we need to go to fix this. I've made a bargain. Yes, I've altered the deal. What? Pray I do not alter it. Other. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why my voice is so growly today. I apologize. <laughs> <clears throat> Moss takes a moment, actually, and looks up at at Burley and kind of gives him a quizzical look. Did you lose something? Have they taken something from you? I don't I don't know if they have or not, but my brother did go missing. If you're looking for lost things, if you see him, I would appreciate his name? if you would help him back or what was that? What was his name? Hurley. Hurley. Of, of course. Of course, Hurley. <laughs> Why did I not see that coming? And that, that for now for the next five minutes, Apolita is like, of course it was Hurley. You and uh Feather. Featherine actually mentioned Hurley earlier when you talked about yeah. strange things happening. Yeah, in the that's why I asked. Also, um, so that's several missing people, actually. But uh, Alistair uh, will walk up to, to Burley, because the cub, too. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the cub star. Uh, I, I And I will sit there and, and tell him, I will do my damnedest to bring your brother back if I can. And I hold out my hand. He really he reaches disgustingly out. self-sacrificing. <laughs> he he reaches out and shakes it. I I would appreciate that. I mean, he's a he's a bugbear like me. He doesn't wear one of these, and he has he has this pumpkin helmet on his head. Um, but he's about so tall, and you know, he kind of gives a physical description for you. Just if you if you if you see happen to see, if you run into him, I I would appreciate. Tell him tell him I miss him. I will. Thank you. I wish you luck. I hope you all find what you're looking for. Thank you. Moss gives him a little scratch behind the ears. <laughs> he just, he gives kind of a lopsided grin. Well, you'd best, you'd best get on if you want to see the crowning. I mean, Mr. Light is, should be back any minute. Should be out any minute. Mm. Let's go then. Uh, okay, so you make your way out and there are quite a big, there's quite a big crowd heading, crowding around the big top. There are carnival barkers say, starting soon, crowning of the Witchlight Monarch. And there's a lot of excitement happening. As going there, I, I sidle up to Alistair. Mm-hmm. Keep your hand on that watch. Oh, I am. <laughs> uh, so yes, what are y'all all doing? I guess going to see the crowning, right? I don't have anything else I think we need to do um and actually yeah are there food vendors like going around here uh there are food vendors there are you know stalls scattered around and there are also people you know walking with like baskets uh, full of treats and sweets and all sorts of things yeah like something salty like small like i'm still full from there but Mm -hmm. i can just grab like a small snack oh yeah so like a, a nice salty pretzel maybe yeah that'd be perfect yeah, pretzel, a little cup of mustard, something like that. Yep, easy enough. But before we head into the crowning, I would like to take a short break. Everyone can go to the bathroom, get a drink, whatever y'all want, and uh, meet back here in a few minutes. Does that sound good? Okay, sure. Oh. Uh, so the entire group is outside the big top, the biggest tent in the carnival. Uh, crowds are streaming in, carnival barkers are crying out. And there's a lot of excitement. I assume y'all are pushing your way inside. I'm back. Slow. Yeah, I think we would be. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, really okay. Keep a protective kind of circle around Alistair so he doesn't have any <laughs> greedy fingers trying to get at the watch. 
Uh, okay, so y'all start heading inside. Uh, like it, it's set up the way it is. Or it was earlier. There are big bandstands all around rings, and there's a lot of excitement. There are pixies juggling tiny balls. There are clowns running around. Um, all sorts of things. All sorts of amusements. You see. After a few moments, after you've sat down, you see Mr. Witch entering with Delagram beside him, uh, walking around to the back of the stage. And you see, da, 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 you see Mr. Light come out from backstage, dressed in a sparkling, uh, sparkling outfit, a big top hat. It's very, very dramatic. He comes out onto center stage. Welcome to tonight's crowning of the Witchlight Monarch. And he seems pretty, pretty jubilant. Um, and you see, you know, Mr. Witch comes up on stage with him, Delagrum, uh, and Candlefoot as well. It's a whole crowd up on stage. Candlefoot holds the hat box up, and Mr. Witch reaches in and pulls out the crown. All Y'all have seen it. It's all golden butterflies and sort of shows it to the crowd. Mr. Light exclaims that the person who wins the witch-like crown this evening is the person who has brought the most happiness to others tonight, most joy. And tonight it is. And he, you know, holds for a dramatic pause with his arm in the air. Alistair Hoppleton. And a spotlight comes down. <laughs> Listen, I did points. The points say Alice <laughs> by like two points. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually, I wasn't sure. sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to pick the monarch. And I was like, okay, I'll just think about what everyone's done. I'll give them some points based on who likes them, who they're friendly to. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alistair, you won. You won fair and square. I, based I mean, on Joe, a the player thinks this is hilarious. Joe, the player thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> Alistair just kind of uh, looks, looks around and like, he's very confused. I give you the finger wave. Uh, yeah. There's Get a spotlight there, that has come down here. Come down, Alistair. You have been such a helpful member of our audience this evening. And we are very grateful to have you. And that is why. You will get this crown. I will very reluctantly walk <laughs> up to the stage. And under, um, yes. as I get up there under my breath, you realize the irony that you kicked me out earlier today, right? <sighs> well, you never know what's going to happen, I suppose, over the course of a day. <sighs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Witch, kind of very seriously, places the crown on your head very carefully. And um, there, are, there are pixies flying in the air, throwing golden glitter out into the air. There are lights. The crowd applauds it, and cheers. And Alistair is completely wooden throughout all of this. <laughs> he, like, he's no smiles, no anything. Like, it is just, like, the most stoic thing ever. Because there's no uh, way for him to express anything remotely close mm -hmm. to happiness in this moment. And uh, Palasha has come up on stage. She has like kind of a fish tank on wheels. Palasha the mermaid that a bunch of stagehands kind of roll out. And she starts singing this beautiful, joyous song. And uh, 
Mr. Light sort of gestures you to come with him and walk a circle around the stage. And, you know, he sort of leans over and says, wave to your fans, you know. It is the most stiff wave ever. <laughs> uh, so, so, yes. So all of this festivity and so forth. Um, so I, I will say, Alistair, you currently have a particular charm on you as soon as the crown hits your head and you are aware of this as soon as the crown hits your head uh you are a bit you are able to sprout a pair of beautiful butterfly wings and when you have the wings you gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed and a five a plus five bonus to all charisma based ability checks this effect lasts for one hour after you use it three times, it vanishes forever. Okay, then. Uh, so, yes, I will, I will send you the details on that later, so we do not forget it. Uh, and there is much festivity after this. You know, even though it's officially over, you're probably, Alistair's probably crowded with people congratulating you as you try to leave the stage. Uh, after Palasha's song is over, they kind of head out. You know, you, people start heading out. Um, so what are y'all all doing? Going over to Mr. Light, it's time to cash in at this point because Alistair is, is, he can't feel happiness, but oh boy, he can be grumpy. <laughs> uh, so is everyone coming down from the, from the, from their seats to meet them? Yes. Uh-huh. Once I recover from all my applauding. Mm, yeah, applauding is a lot of work. Okay. So uh, Mr. Witch has come up and Mr. Light nods and said, we, we have a deal. We... Do not go back on our deals. That's good. Mr. Witch, Mr. Witch nods very seriously, though he's watching all of you closely. Doesn't say anything. Uh, if you are ready to leave, we will take you immediately. If you wish to do anything else, then we will take you as you wish. I'm ready to go. I look at everybody else. So if he purchases something, do they puncture the wings and would they still fly? <laughs> Are you are you asking Mr. Witch or Mr. Yes, Light? He's yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's Crushaw's very curious about this. About the wings that uh, Alice that Alistair has? The functional wings that he now has. That I assume look like the wings that they wear. Oh uh, yeah, they're like they're like butterfly wings that manifest. Because we all wear butterfly wings. Y- yeah, are they, they're the same yeah. as the, the carnival ones, but functional. I mean they're not yeah, they're like real kind of um ephemeral sort of things i mean but they're uh they're magical things obviously um i'll say they just manifested when you have the crown when you the crown was placed on you and then you can use it you can summon it three times after this um they don't seem substantial um uh, mr witch just says uh they are magical wings but they work as if they were perfectly real wings and you you are the monarch you there there's there they are yours to do with as you will. If I could feel happiness, I'm sure I'd be happy right now. Well, perhaps you will be able to soon. One would hope. Hmm. Um. So yes, if everyone is ready to leave, they uh, lead you backstage out kind of the back of the big top. Uh, Delagrum is following along with you. Delagrum is always kind of, kind of playing, you know, guard, displacer beast here. Uh, and you all stroll off to the Hall of Mirrors. Most of the guests are starting to head out. It's been a long, long night. As you all know, through the four game sessions, this one day has lasted. <laughs> what is like, time? Wow. 
But we got here during the day and had to go to midnight. Yeah. So this the last season of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, so, uh, so yes, they escort you to the Hall of Illusions. Presumably, you are all following. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, so you step into the Hall of Illusions. There's no one at the front to take tickets or anything of that nature. As witch and light move through the hall, the reflections in the mirror show them as gloomy, dark-skinned children with kind of, you know, gray, pallid faces. And all of you, as well, are shown as children. And I'm going to say even um, even True Shot is shown as a child at this point with these first mirrors. As you pass more mirrors, you see yourself at older ages, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light as well, all kind of age as you go through the mirrors. And eventually, True Shot stops having a reflection. But the rest of you kind of uh, progress through. And after a few minutes going through this maze of mirrors, you all come to a halt. Uh, and the reflections before you are your own, except for True Shot, who has no reflection. <clears throat> Mr. Witch addresses you in a hushed tone. Everything you seek and more lies beyond this mirror. If you mean to step through, then stand in front of the glass and repeat this rhyme. Hither, thither, here and there. Wander, yonder, show me where. It is, and Mr. Light chimes in, remember, it is a one-way mirror. You will have to find a way back. Alistair's you will not be able to just turn around. Alistair steps up to the mirror without hesitation, just waiting for everybody else. What happens if one person takes a rope? I do not know. Magic. <laughs> magic happens. Uh, it is a magic mirror, and they can be fickle in taking people from place to place. You do not necessarily know exactly where you will end up, but in Prismir, definitely. Will everyone end up in the same spot, at least? You should, yes. Uh, so, yes, what are what are we doing? Do we have questions, or are we... I, I remind Alistair that, technically speaking, we made a deal here, and he can't just step through the mirror without doing something first. Oh, you know, I hand over the watch. Thank you. We appreciate your assistance in this matter. And Mr. Witch tucks it back away in his pocket and attaches the little chain again. So who is approaching the mirror? Is anyone approaching the mirror? Alistair already approached yep. and then went back. So I'm, I'll go up behind him because I'm not letting him go through by himself. Okay, it it shows your reflection at the moment. So uh, Puppy's been whimpering a little and is clearly uh, unhappy. Um, it's a little it's a little creepy in here. Yeah, Puppy is not a fan. Um, but I kind of take her by the scruff and give her a few pets, and she and I also step forward and we're ready to so- ready to do this. Yeah, can we only go through a few at a time? Give me, yeah, it's kind of a, it would be a tight squeeze to go into it at a time. It's kind of a one-person thing. Bunnies Uh, first. Give give me a marching order, folks. Who is first? Who is last? Who is in the middle? Alistair and me, because that's what we said. Okay. And who? With puppy, so I don't know if I think maybe True Shot goes through solo. Or okay. With Kale Steam, if we're going to try and do that. I guess I can't. I can't go through. It sounded like you can't go through, and I don't know if we. Knew that. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know that yet. I, yeah, I don't think yeah, you've I told mean, us. If you've if you've said anything or not, I don't. Are think you've you told going us. to say anything? No, I will just take up the back. Okay, so I'll go last, other than kettle steam. I'll go after the bunnies with puppy. Okay, as you approach the mirror, mist swirls, blotting out your your reflection, and as you touch the mist, your 
there's a feeling like someone is yanking you forward. You move forward through the middle and you feel like you're tumbling through space. And so everyone is going through one by one. Before before True Shot steps forward, like, like uh-huh. as he's going through it or like, you know, about to, I'll be like, tell them good luck. And that unfortunately, this is where I must part ways. It's been fun. And I'm sure our paths will cross again. If you don't succeed, I guarantee they will. I don't know if you're the best person to tell this. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly not, but it's too late now. Yeah. Well, I'm to be f- confused as a, as I get that message. To be fair, you don't have to have a conclusion for it. You just have to deliver the message. You just have to remember it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and Moss, actually, Moss might have been a worse person to tell that to. I mean, Moss. Rem- I almost told it to Moss. No, I mean, because Moss might not see the need to tell us because he doesn't like us. Well, True Shot might see the need to tell you either. (laughs) Well, I literally did say tell them. Like, it's fine. So we'll see. Um, So, yes, everyone's going through the mirror. Kettle Steam, you uh, stop True Shot and give this message. Uh, When you do, uh, Mr. Light looks down at you and says, No. You might make a good performer yourself if you could be convinced to stop this mischief. The carnival is as much my home right now as it is yours. Hmm. As soon as as soon as Zabilna is, you know, okay, I think maybe we could work something out. Just <laughs> um, don't schedule me directly before or after any mimes. <laughs> uh, yes, okay. And True Shot, right before you go through, Mr. Witch taps you on the shoulder. He doesn't grab you. You are definitely the worst person to get this message, but here we go. He doesn't grab you, but he taps you, like, like to stop you. Do you stop? Do you turn? Do you just go through? Yeah, no, I, I stop to look back to see what he has to say. Mind the rule of three. Future, present, past. And then Mr. Light chimes in. Find the alicorn and free the dormant queen at last. And that's all they say. They don't elaborate. I look at them and I'm like, why didn't you tell any of us that earlier? <sighs> Quick, your shot. Get through the mirror before somebody else tells you something. (laughs) I know. Feeling around myself for paper and pen. (laughs) And scribbling down notes. Featherine shows up. (laughs) Wait, your shot. I've always loved you. Uh, Yes. um, Mr. Light just says a little last minute advice doesn't hurt. I Uh, shrug. So, yes, "Eh, are you. I mean, I sent a last-minute message anyhow, so, like, I can't be too judgmental. Yeah. Well, see, I, I had a last-minute message, and then you preempted my last-minute message, so now we After have two these last-minute messages. messages. We'll be yes, stepping through like the I portal. Right back. <laughs> okay. True shot, are you stepping through the portal, or do you want to have more yeah. conversations with these uh, people? I'm stepping through, but I'm, I'm looking back to see if anyone else has more to say. No, and Mr. Light just sort of gestures. Go on, you'd better get to it. Okay, so I step through into the mist. Um, so, let's see. Um, I will say this is just, this is going to be our goodbye to Mitch for, I mean, until we run into Mitch again, you never know. Uh, so Mitch, if you want to bail on us now, you certainly can. This is the end of your role. We have enjoyed having you here as a force of chaos, and... I have enjoyed being here. This was yeah. seriously a lot of fun, and I'm <laughs> I'm actually very glad it went on more than one session. Um, 
yeah, this this was a lot of fun, and I'm I'm hopeful that Kettle Steam will make a return. Some- oh, Dan, maybe we can figure out a way if you want to come back. So I'm it has been a blast to seeing you during the next D and D game when you play a, t- a Kenku bar drinks. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm oh, gonna have man. people come to your house gonna- and just kidnap you. <laughs> we're we're gonna have to figure out a way to get you out of this like stereotype now. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yes, it's been a lot of fun. You have yeah. caused more chaos than I possibly could have, so it's been ah, a blast. Journey successful. Thank you, guys. Mm, yes. Good <laughs> luck Thank you in, for joining uh, us. Prismere. Mm, we will see. Maybe they'll get lost forever like everyone else. Yeah. yeah it'll be fine. <laughs> mm, yeah, it'll be fine. No Let's big deal. Ending. That's the important thing. <laughs> yeah, we have ended like one segment of the story. So there's that. Woohoo. Take care, guys, and take care, chat, and we'll see you all later. Adios. Cheers. Bye. Bye. All right. So y'all go through the mirror, and it feels like you're tugged and tumbling for a moment. And you find yourself, you know, uh, kind of like you've fallen, but it doesn't feel like it's, it's not like you're not injured from the fall, but it's like eventually you feel like you're falling, and then you stop. And you're... um. Maybe you're standing, maybe you've toppled over, I'll let you decide that. But you stand on the edge of a raised and broken causeway under a hazy twilight sky. The causeway is built from pale stones that glow faintly from within. Towers, and uh, it towers over the surrounding landscape, but large sections of it have crumbled away. So it's like a a long raised road, but there are gaps in it big gaps looking ahead there's just a huge section missing completely a fog shrouded swamp spreads out below you in all directions and up from its murk wafts the smell of rotting plants also rising from the swamp is the music of nature a discordant symphony of croaking frogs and singing birds so you are up on a raised road and uh what would you like to do? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, none of you recognize this place. Um, it it is strange and new to all of you. This uh, the road you're standing on is about twenty feet wide, a pretty big road, but it's about a hundred feet above the swamp below. It's it's towering over the swamp. And the, the road has breaks in it. Um, yes. If you go ahead, there's a very large gap. You can. Yeah, very large. It's larger than you would be able to leap across or anything like that. It's in I, it's in poor repair. Can one of us like go up to the edge of the road and kind of look around, try to do some sort of perception, see if there's a way down? All right. Yes, indeed. Why don't we all make investigation checks? Okay. Well, I, everyone is busy investigating. Natural and, one and concentrating. <laughs> True mm-hmm. shot is like reciting to himself. He's like, "Oh, everyone, I've got like goodbye messages from everyone in the room." Okay, let's see if I I, I can get this. Uh, uh, Kettle Steam isn't coming. She said uh, th- to take care, good luck, and um, if we fail, that's when she'll see us again. And um, uh, Mr. Witch said, "Mind the rule of three: future, present, past." And Mr. Light said, "Find the." Alicorn and free the dormant queen at last. What's an alicorn? Like uh, an owl? Is it an owl? Uh, something to do with uh, um, like a unicorn, but it's either more or less horns. Well, if it's a unicorn with more horns, then it's no, I don't know, dual horn or something. But a unicorn without a horn is a horse. Why would they call it an 
how, I'm very confused. This is this is Hippolyta. <laughs> Throat's a little scratchy. I can't do a voice today. Oh, I rolled the natural one, so I looked over. It was like ah, hundred deep, and came back like very, very, very tall. I don't like well, that. There is there is a very good news because Moss rolled a twenty. Yeah. Um. So you can see, kind of investigating this this bridge. Um. There are large, colorful mushrooms that cling to the support pillar, like the lower half. Um, and there are some kind of gaps in the rock moving down. They might be useful as handholds. You you feel pretty confident you could climb down. All right. Uh, what do I roll to make sure I don't fall in the swamp while trying to do this? Um... You know, we actually had a chat just the other day with Christian about how you shouldn't do unnecessary rolls that you cannot, that just slow the game down. But I would like to do a roll here to just, we'll see how stylishly you descend down this. Are you telling anyone that you're going down or that you've seen this? I'll tell them, yeah. Okay. So Moss calls out to the group and says, these mushrooms look interesting. They're not like anything I've seen in the forest, but I'd like to see what they are. So down I climb, possibly um, with a lot of style. So I'm, I'm going to interrupt you all for a second. I, there's something about to happen. And the book says the player with the highest passive perception notices this. And literally everyone in the party has a passive perception of 14. <laughs> uh, We're like, so that's, observant. <laughs> that's actually really impressive that there is no one with a higher. Everyone is the same. Even true shot. Uh, so while you're starting to examine this path down, maybe you're testing a foothold, uh, in the distant sky, you spot a great balloon made of patchwork material, multicolored, massive. Well, actually, I say massive. It's like, how big is a giant balloon supposed to be? Where It's a really large balloon. Oh, there you go. Big balloon. And it starts to spin out of control as though the, as though the balloon has been punctured causing the wicker basket that hangs under it to swing wildly. The balloon plunges out of sight, disappearing into the fog, maybe about a mile away. That was dramatic. Hmm? Indeed. Who, who doesn't love a little bit of drama in their descent into a strange face swamp? Should we go investigate that question I mean, mark? we might as well. What else are we going to do? I mean, how are we going to get to it? Climb down, go in a mile in that direction, see if it's there. Okay, I I didn't know if we could climb down. It seemed like the mushrooms were the focus, but uh, um, yeah, there are there are kind of there are things that you feel like you could use as handholds down the rock. All right, down we go. So do we um, make so yeah, roll, athletics? Roll check athletics. You know, roll athletics for Yay. me just for just for our entertainment. I got an eighteen to follow. Not stylish. Uh, Alist- <laughs> yeah, Alistair rolls an eighteen, and he just. Hops down just a very gracefully, grabbing each of these handholds, uh, kind of tumbling down, 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 just very deftly on these handholds, hitting the uh, different mush- mushrooms at- towards the bottom, and just hop, 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 perfect. Um, let's see, Hi- Hippolyta with a fourteen, you get yep. down very, very deftly. You're just fine, Moss. A little you shaky on the way down. Giant wolf, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Though puppy is a real problem here. You know, as someone who owns a large dog and sometimes has to carry her, I know that dogs don't always like to be 
carried and they squirm in your arms trying to escape, even though you're like, hey, I'm helping you. I'm trying to carry you somewhere. Stop, stop struggling. Uh, so yes, you have a little bit of trouble, but you do you eventually make it down. Uh, true shot rolled a six. Uh, you you kind of stumble, but I'm going to say Alistair lends you a hand because Alistair's, Alistair's got this. Uh, helps you out a little. You still fall on your back on the mush on the first mushroom, but you make it down. Uh, and the bottom, you, this place is terrible. You hit the ground, sticky mud squelches beneath your feet. Uh, tangled mangroves grow out of pools of rippling water, half hidden by the thick fog, and purple mushrooms cling to rotting logs and stumps scattered through the marsh. Crickets that glow like fireflies chirp chirp serenely before they're snatched out of the air by tongues of hungry frogs. Coming from one direction are several voices joined in a marching song. The singing grows louder as six bipedal rabbits wearing clothing emerge from the fog. Two of them tug at the reins of a giant snail, and the others carry clubs and slings. That's ridiculous. Bipedal rabbits? Who would possibly believe that? <laughs> Who would do that? I don't know. Very I'm deferring to the party. Uh, so yes, they are singing as they come along. The sticks and stones will break your nose, will beat you blind and steal your clothes, but none among us can compare to the wily swift and stand-up hare. And, you know, that's when they emerge and see you. They stop. And they all kind of I was looking you. forward to hearing the rest of the song. <laughs> I mean, do you say that? Yes, that's what Hibalta says. He's a bard. It looks like you're looks like you're new here. Yes. <laughs> that is that is true. It does look like that. It's very new here indeed to not know of Agdon Longscarf, the brigand prince of Pismir. And uh, also uh, true. While while you're having this conversation, they kind of they're kind of gradually fanning out around you, and they've drawn weapons. Yeah, I figured that was coming. Mm, yeah. Uh, so there are six of them, and four of them have their weapons drawn, and the other two are kind of browbeating the snail, which is kind of a pack animal. So, I mean, what is everyone doing? My hand's on my weapon, and I'm waiting for indication from the rest of the group. Are they going to get kicked out because for violence? <laughs> <laughs> Not actually That's in the carnival anymore. <laughs> and uh, the one kind of in the lead finally says, I'm Jebic. This is a robbery. If you resist, we'll beat you black and blue. So please, don't resist. And another one in the back, kind of a burly one with a, you know, his ear kind of has a chunk taken out of it. He's like, or do resist. Okay, brother, we have an option. Which do you think we should go with? What if we... Reverse the tables, and I step forward, and I draw my sword. How about you give me your stuff, and I let you keep your feet? <laughs> I'm going to make an intimidation feet, check. Feet are very important. Uh, I will assist okay. him. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be assisting him using my persuasion. That is a 16 on intimidation. You should have a advantage, so you should oh, roll it. You're that. doing that? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm assisting you. I'll take the 16. Uh, definitely, yeah. Pull dice out who you've intimidated? Uh, the leader. Well, I'm I'm rolling to see which of them, if oh, any of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. None of them. 
none of them none of them has that uh, so they they cower back a little um uh, one of the ones behind the the leader says these they do look a little fierce they are they're armed and they uh, maybe 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 we skip this one uh, i put my arm on my brother's shoulder like lean up against me and go i think he said something about your things was did you say something about the things, brother? I, I think I did. I think I said we were going to reverse the robbery. You can leave your things and move on. What if we move on and leave you be, which is more than you deserve for that? That those were this, not your this, choices. Uh, your choices were leave your stuff and keep your feet, or I take your feet. Really? I mean, there, she definitely has the air of being someone who's nervous. Yeah, but well, she also can, she also doesn't want to leave what, her stuff. Like, what kind of stuff do they have? Like, are they yeah. carrying just like Should cheap we... clubs or like? Elster just wants stuff. to punish them for robbing people. Like, that's yeah. legitimately what is where the motivation is coming from at this. Like, oh, hold on, hold on. First, True Shot's question is a good one. We we should answer that one first. Do they look <laughs> like they have good stuff, or do they look like they're just you know carrying I mean, sticks and clubs and and maybe crappy they, knives? They have swords that seem okay. I mean, so nothing they look, really valuable. They look old. The snail has some bags on it. All right. Well, how about this? I'm I'm always keen to make new acquaintances, and as you pointed out, we are new here. Why don't you give us something more valuable than your nondescript weapons, and tell us about the area? That seems you know, fair. Uh, kind of the the one who threatened you earlier. You don't know yeah. where you've landed? How do you get here without knowing? I really want I, his feet, sister. It's a she, I believe. <laughs> um, yeah, this this one's a he. There are four okay. of them threatening you, and two of them trying to wrangle the snail, which the snail does not seem happy about carrying bags. Honestly, I mean, do you really care? I mean, if you if you care, I'll be more than happy to share the story with you. But if you don't <laughs> care, then why don't we just move on to you giving us a few directions, and then we'll we'll quit each other. Before my brother gets foot happy again. Well, the leader says this is this is this is hither. It's part of what used to be called Prismere, but not anymore. Not since. Mm. Uh, hang on, I have to see who actually rules this land. Not since yeah. Bavlorna took over. Um, and Bavlorna is where? Oh, uh, that's a good question. According to my notes, in a swamp hut, and she has my memories. Okay, actually, I do not know exactly where she is, so. <laughs> Well, not off the top of my head. It's fair that they they might not know that. It's yes. Fine. She's she's here. She's here somewhere. She always they kind of some of them are looking around looking over their shoulder, popping up when you least expect it. You never want to see her. Um, well, unfortunately, that is where I'm going. So, uh, can you think of anything else we need to know anyone? Um, what's what's the deal with the giant uh balloon? Did you see that? Do you know what that is? Why it fell? Anything about that? Saw it. Don't know. Don't don't know. Haven't seen it out here before. Okay. Uh, if you're way up to the north, they point kind of along the causeway. There's a town called Downfall. You might find something there. I don't know what you're looking for exactly. Thank you. Downfall in that direction. Downfall. Right. Well, we're in a hurry. And clearly you have a snail to uh, discipline. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's a question. Hmm. Do I? Mage hand is not very strong, right? Up to ten no, pounds. No, I think. Yeah, I mean, it can yank things, but not. 
Does the snail Nothing. look like it I'm moves curious. at a normal pace? Is it like a snail's pace? Does it like kind of just glump along kind of slowly? At a at a reasonably pace. It's like a it's a big strong snail. I mean, it's a little small. It's not quite as big as the big racing snails y'all raced earlier, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a good sized snail. So we ride it. If I gave it a whack on the butt with my H hand, <laughs> would that do anything to it? Would it like spook it like if you swacked a horse? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll try that. You can, I'll, yeah, you can I'll, certainly try. I'll mage hand we'll and see. just give the snail a good whack in the butt, or whatever the snail has. I know it doesn't actually. No, have the butt. yeah, on its rump, I the guess. Shell. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's um, foot. It's big, gooey foot. <laughs> whack in the back. Um. I'm yeah. Basically, snail- if you want me to make my animal handling check, I will. I'm trying to get it to do like a horse in a movie and start. Yeah. Going yeah. Things, so they yeah have to I don't think that it. would be. I don't think that would be animal handling. I'm just thinking about how a snail would react. These are the things. These are the things they don't tell you about when you're thinking about DMing a game. They don't tell you. You'll you're have to figure out to how know. a snail would react. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and you're gonna have to do it on the fly when you've I don't know. You've never slapped a snail before. You've never seen anyone slap a snail. So you haven't slapped um, a snail. You haven't lived. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the snail kind of rears up like it's like its snail head kind of bucks back. And it sort of like shakes its head, trying to pull the reins out of the out of the bunny's hand. And he kind of pulls the bunny, who's trying to hold it, off its feet for a minute. And he starts zooming ahead at a totally average walking pace. Yeah, for a snail, that's zooming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it starts. It makes a break for it at a at a normal walking pace. And uh, a couple of the of the. Uh, Haragons that tried to cost you go to try and calm the snail. It's it's not working. Um, so you're yeah you're left with kind of the leader still, and that's about it. I, I'm done. If anyone has any other questions, feel free to ask them. Otherwise, uh, why don't we just part ways? Yeah, I think I'm good. I think if the leader said we don't know how to find Bavlarna, then I think I'm good, brother. I sheathe my sword. And the uh, the lead, the leader of these sort of bows, a kind of little half bow. I appreciate that. Um, you know what? I'm going to say that she pulls something out of her bag and hands it over to you. And it is a map of the area. Yay. Huh. Thank you. Uh, I have it's to actually find. Well, whatever you're here for, good luck. It's not a, it's not a nice place. I, I was beginning to get that notion. Mm. I mean, someone tried to rob me as soon as I got here. Yeah, well, it happens. It happens. Yes, apparently. So, yes, if you if you don't harangue them, they no, will kind of they'll free to go. They'll yep. uh, try and wrangle their snail and continue onward, a starting their song. <laughs> it's very I, vicious. I've seen the you might not story. think it, but it's vicious. Fast. Oh, yeah. I think it. I think it is. <laughs> Trust me, anyone who's ever kept like an aquarium knows that snails can be bad news. <laughs> Um, but actually, I think I think we've had a good stopping pa- place. You know, this is kind of a resting place before going into our next adventure. Because if we continue, we're probably going to be yeah, I got at you. this for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, I'm not completely prepared to do this chapter. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I know this feel. I know this feel. The secret of scamming like- is you're never really prepared to do the next chapter. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it sort of depends on where you, which direction you wander into 
as to how much I know what we're doing. Um, so, so yes, I appreciate you all for coming in and playing. I'm completely excited that we actually finally got out of the carnival and we're in the Feywild now. And, uh, yeah, I don't have to worry about getting kicked out. (laughs) Well, you don't know. Can you get kicked out of the Feywild? Uh, we'll find out getting getting knifed repeatedly might count uh yeah yeah that might that might kind of ruin your day uh but yes does anyone have any parting thoughts after this session did everybody have fun i guess that's a good question i am so happy that we can meet alistair the king that was (laughs) i I I love the irony of the the irony of it the irony is perfect i I really, I really have a sheet of points here that I that I did because I couldn't decide who should be, and I'm like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll do some points. I'll like, uh, so yes. <laughs> this is also the most socialization and the most social focused character I've ever had. Mm. Like, I don't. I normally have characters with the persuasion of negative one because charisma <laughs> is almost always my dump stat because I'm usually playing a fighter or barbarian. Yeah. So well, I mean, this is surprising. Like I'm, I'm having to talk to people all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it works with this game. There are a lot of people to talk to. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, yes. Thank you all for playing. I'm glad you are having fun. I, I am going to miss Mitch, a force of chaos. I mean, someone else here is going to have to start being the force of chaos. Maybe Puppy is going to start going wild. The whole Fey Wild is going to, you know, get in yeah. her head. It, it could be. It could be. So. Uh, Yes, thank you for coming. Everyone listening at home, thank you for joining us. If you uh, like the show, please support us on Patreon. You will get early access to all of our podcasts and just help the site keep going and get more podcasts like these. Uh, I am so glad to have you and we will see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.